Hey, it's Craig. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Canadian History X early and ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Canadian History X. About a year ago, I started listening to a podcast called This is a Disaster. And it was all about disasters from around the world and the music that it makes people listen to. It's hosted by Peter and Lee. And I have to say, it's one of my favorite podcasts out there. I really enjoy it every single week. They always have amazing content. And I've had the pleasure of being a guest on their show twice so far. So it was with great pleasure that I was able to interview both Peter and Lee. And that's what today's episode is. An interview with Peter and Lee of This is a Disaster. A great podcast I really encourage you to check out. So, let's just dive into the interview. So uh, first question, how did the two of you guys meet? How did we meet? So I think it was at a gig at a place that's kind of been uh, gentrified here called the Umdale Tavern. Uh, it was, oh, really? You, yeah, you were playing Street Meat. Okay. Uh, and I think in a band called Street Meat. And yeah. <laughs> I, the first time I ever talked to you, I think, was to ask you if I could borrow your kit. <laughs> and you okay. told me... You're like, I mean, you can. It's kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, weird, weird thing to say. That's the first time we ever talked. And then we just kind of kept bumping into each other over and over until I think it stuck. I, I thought we played ever. together before that. at Zay- My memory's at Zaphod's. And it was oh, like maybe yeah. even the first street meet show. And before that, we went to Zach's diner and, and had uh, dinner. And it was you, like you, Andy, and maybe, um, oh, what's your, I can't remember your friend's name there. Your, your buddy with the glasses. Who's, who's uh, Matt? Nope. Asian fellow. Jake? Nope. Not the musical one, the, the science-y one. Uh, oh, Mike. Yeah. Oh, Mike yeah, Mike. <laughs> Mike huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he was yeah. there, too. Yeah, this is all good information. Quality content. <laughs> Basically, yeah. all going we, short answer. Short answer. We both played in bands. Yeah, and our bands ended up playing together. I think the person in common was my cousin Elena. Yeah, who knew you guys and obviously knows me. She played in Street Me with me, so you know yeah. she brokered that friendship. We'll say. Yeah, yeah. We met. We met through music. <laughs> yeah. So you both have a musical background. How did you guys kind of you know get into music? Uh, the two of you. Uh, sure. We'll we'll do it that way. I'll go first. Yeah, and then yeah you and then Lee. Yeah. yeah, that works. We'll mix. Yeah, the something. Like or <laughs> er, sure. Uh, so <laughs> for me, um, for me, I started my musical journey. I guess when I was like three years old, my parents started me playing piano. Oh. And I did like, I I went all the way through to grade ten conservatory. Which if anybody plays piano, that's like the highest level you can go before you go into like the teaching ranks and whatever. Hmm. And I'm going to be honest. And my, I've already told my, I've, I've made this clear to my parents all throughout the whole process. I was never really a huge fan. It was more just a perseverance <laughs> thing on my end. So I finished like uh, I finished the grade 10 conservatory exam and then I didn't touch an instrument for like two years. Uh, and then I decided that I wanted to try the drums. So I just bought a drum kit, not knowing any better. Like my a buddy, our buddy Andy uh, was in China at the time, and he was coming back and he had a bunch of songs and he's been playing music for a long time and he said, "Hey, I want to start a band and I want to I want a drummer." And I was like, "Perfect, I'll buy a drum kit." 
and then he had the patience to stick with me while I learned how to play it. And then that kind of developed into a music production, mostly out of necessity because we wanted to record some stuff. And our buddy Andy is, he was actually on the podcast. He, ho- he co-hosted some episodes, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but he is like, comically clueless when it comes to technology (laughs) so on my end i was like okay i'll i'll learn how to record and then the recording side of things became the passion so i kind of set up a studio playing drums the whole time but got more and more interested in the recording side of things and that grew and then that kind of fed into i mean we're not talking about the podcast yet but eventually when we started doing the podcast the technical Part of the reason that it actually started, I think, is because there was like zero technical barrier. There was no mm-hmm. question of like, okay, how do I record voice into, like I had a studio. So mm-hmm. basically, Which like, microphone I exactly should I buy? Exactly. <laughs> so that was kind of my musical, musical journey ending on voice. <laughs> <laughs> ending on the human voice. Uh, for me, um, well, music kind of grabbed me early in life around i mean i always liked it but around seven or eight i remember like the uh tears for fears album songs from the big chair really had a a weird effect on me where i would just sort of walk around at recess by myself thinking about those lyrics and not playing with anybody and (laughs) not even i didn't i didn't know it well not even listening to it just thinking about the lyrics yeah exactly and not not knowing what the songs i think i thought the songs were about like ghosts or whatever i didn't know (laughs) Um, so around junior high, I, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. And that's when I got into heavy metal and, and it just seemed like, Oh, maybe I want to play music. And it's kind of like Peter, like yeah. I just kind of landed on the drums cause I knew like, Oh, this guy plays guitar and this guy plays guitar and this other guy plays bass. I'll play drums. I'll be in high demand. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just started playing music, playing in bands and I haven't stopped. Yeah, that's an reason. understatement. I think when we, <laughs> when we met, you were in like you were in like eight bands, and I think you've cut it back to five. <laughs> <laughs> you've cut it down to five, just to be reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, so from what I remember, Peter, you, uh, I think you were walking through a store. You said, and you kind of got the yeah. idea suddenly for the podcast. So yeah, you and there's a book, yeah. right? There's this book that you guys, especially early on, you refer to a lot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, tell me about the 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 genesis of this is a disaster yeah that's that's exactly right i was in value village which is for the non-canadian listeners that's like a a thrift store that we have in canada i think it's just canadian right i think so i think so yeah Uh, yeah yeah. so we're i was in value village with my wife and son uh and my wife was looking for frames i think for some home decorating and I was just kind of, my son was pretty young. So he just kind of like looking at stuff. So I was wheeling through the used book aisle. And then I had this moment where like, I honestly, maybe I've hyped it up in my mind at this point, but I like glanced to my right. And it's almost like, it was like dull, dull. And in the middle was this book <laughs> that just said great disasters on the spine. Ray of sunlight. <laughs> yeah, Basically. Ray of sunlight coming through. I like, <laughs> I like slow motion, grabbed it, pulled it out as I was like raising my phone. And writing a message to Lee, it's just, nice. it honestly, it kind of hit me like lightning almost where I saw the book and I was like a podcast where each episode is a disaster and it ends with musical recommendations and my co-host is Lee. And I texted him immediately 
<laughs> basically saying that and then i'll see you wednesday we're recording the first episode and then yeah. i kind of like flipped through him i think i sent you like three options for the first episode and you picked plague of athens oh i don't remember that yeah yeah and then okay. i just kind of like set up microphones and I, I remember not having given any thought to the fact that I'd never spoken into a microphone for any reason <laughs> until we sat down to talk to each other. <laughs> so I was like, uh, how does this gonna, how does this work? But then I think yeah. that kind of worked for our, to our benefit because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times at band practice before and after we'll shoot the shit and tell each other weird stories. So this was basically just sitting yeah. and telling you a slightly more planned out weird story. <laughs> i mean the way you talk on the show is basically that's how you talk you're yeah very well spoken and like not formal but somewhere right. between formal and like, oh, like you know, <laughs> you're right yeah eloquent we'll say eloquent sure thanks i'll take eloquent it dude. <laughs> i've and- uh i have like more and more it's grown into i've always liked storytelling and i think i mentioned on the show i'm sort of i developed that a little bit through law school which i I recently finished Mm, yay (laughs) Uh, but storytelling turns out is is kind of a cornerstone of a lot of different things so it's a little bit more planned out now i go back and i listen to plague of athens and that was really like dude check this out and then this happened and then this happened (laughs) and now i try to structure the stories a little bit more Mm -hmm. uh, play around with structure a little bit but also not being too formal because i don't want to get up our own asses <laughs> it's tricky yeah and, it's not a place you want to be and lee you were kind of right on board with when he texted you you're like yeah let's do this yeah totally um yeah it's, it's funny because it wasn't i remember at least one other sort of pitch peter had had for a podcast like maybe Maybe like a, well, it was around when you were starting law school. I know that because it had something to do with, hey, we should do a podcast where like, I'll give you, you know, I'll tell you a a legal story and you tell me a musical story or something like that. Yeah. "Yeah." And like, obviously that wasn't it because we didn't follow through. Yeah. And with this one, it was like, I found this book. I got this idea. I'm like, okay, cool. And then, like you said, like that week we did it. Yeah. So we both knew it was a good idea. Yeah, exactly. After, well, after I love that first episode. We're like, so you want to do that again? It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's, uh, it's such a good concept because you're, you're dealing with disasters, which everybody finds interesting. But then you're kind of throwing that little uh, spin on it with the, the music it makes us listen to. So you're kind of appealing to right. a wider variety of people. Um, and I guess when we're recording this, you guys are just past your first year of doing podcasting. Yeah. Uh, May so, 1st was one of the yeah, first May ones. First, yeah, May 1st, yeah. And it's yeah. May 11th. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, over the course of the year, have, you know, uh, if you've been you know, really enjoying it, you're going to keep it going. Um, kind of anything that's changed over the year uh, for the podcast or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't see, we always kind of check in with each other because it, it has, uh, I mean, we have our own metrics for success. So when I say that I consider it successful, it's by our standards. Um, so when we started out, it was definitely, in my mind, it was for like this one specific friend of ours. His name's Pierce. I don't even know if he <laughs> listens, but it was kind of like, you know what? This is for Pierce. And if one person other than the two people in this room listen to it, perfect. Yeah, and it turns out like we've gone, we've gone quite a bit beyond that uh, and it's still growing. So I'm, I'm happy about that because uh, 
I'm not sure if you'll keep this part in, but sure, maybe. Uh, like we from 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 playing with in bands, I think music is so like you you got to hit it. You got to hit people's tastes just right. And we are very well versed in like we've had over a decade of experience to, in playing to empty venues, and just like you know, yeah, or two decades in this case, <laughs> <laughs> playing to like empty venues. So yes. uh, now we have, we put it in the context now where, you know, before we knew it based on like our download numbers, it's like, I'd always be messaging Lee like, Hey, we just sold out, you know, house of Targ. That's like a local venue here in Ottawa. And then, you know, it gets to a point where, you know, a couple months later it's like, Hey, we just like sold out house of Targ twice in one episode yeah. sort of thing. And so just putting in that, in that context. And that's kind of exciting because it, gives you a little bit of energy i mean you have your own podcast that's doing quite well so you kind of know that feeling mm-hmm. where i think we would we do it for fun and we always do it for fun and if it ever stopped being fun we always check in with each other it's just like hey you does it feel like work you cool to drop it at any point we're always like yeah so we just make sure that that's always an yeah. option it's not yeah. like work that we feel you know that we're chained to or anything mm-hmm. um but how is it developed like I've, i guess it's developed in the way that i've gotten a little bit more interested in the marketing side of things and who's listening and how we can grow that. But even then I'm, I'm careful not to let it go beyond hobby. You know what I mean? I, I don't see mm-hmm. the podcast necessarily as something that I want to be my full-time job. Uh, so it's still, I've always considered marketing my hobby and I've always had lots of ideas on how to do it, but with the band side of things, you know, I've never had a big enough following to, you know, actualize any of it, <laughs> but now we actually have a fairly large and growing group of people that uh, listen to the podcast. So it's like, oh, cool. So let's see if this idea works. And then yeah. it's like, oh, cool. There, people responded to that. I, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was kind of right about that. And then and other things where it's like, oh, nobody, nobody cares about that. Okay, forget that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's it's very uh, for me at least. It, it's important that. Um, one thing that's going to continue, I don't see it stopping at any point. And one thing that I see continuing is having those milestones where you just check in and be like, you know, just have a quick conversation. Like you, you cool to quit at any point. Yep. Okay, good. <laughs> if, <it> ever, <laughs> if the ever, if the answer is ever like, I don't know, we disappoint a lot of people, then that might be a little like it's weighing too heavily. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Lee, yeah. is that kind of what you think? Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely. It, it does at times feel like work, but, much the same way as as doing the band stuff that like it's yeah. it's it's a hobby that you're more invested in than 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 maybe your typical hobbyist like yeah. you know at times i'm like uh time to do my homework but you know <laughs> it's the end result is it feels it's it's rewarding you know it's fun it is fun yeah. and once and it just the start and once you're once i get past that block you know starting then it's like you know, <laughs> Exactly. And also I stopped uh, making my notes in shorthand and started typing yeah. them and that changed my life. <laughs> we always showed up with like a book full of scrawled notes and I'm like, dude, what are you? It's I don't own a laptop. That's why. But when, since we started socially isolating, I can just type yeah. it all on my desktop and yeah, so much man, it's so much faster and easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Um, yeah. do, you, do you guys feel like it, like for me, I'm usually, you know, I'm talking to the wall or I'm talking to my dog when I'm recording. Do you feel like it for, yeah. for you guys, it's a bit easier because you, you do can, you can, uh, 
you can go off the rapport you already have, but you're kind of like, you're talking to each other and we're all kind of listening in on it. it and I think it does lend yeah. a, a lot to the podcast, but the, does it make it a lot easier for you guys? Yeah. I, yeah, hundred percent. Like I think, uh, well, we're doing those, uh, on Patreon. Now we have these micro disasters that come out every two weeks and we're trying out at least initially, I think it's going pretty well, but we record those individually mm-hmm. and it's a different dynamic and it's given me a lot. I already had a lot of respect for how you record Craig, but it's given me a lot more respect because yeah. I remember I wrote out my script or my notes or whatever. And then I sat down and I hit record and I'm like, Oh, no one's going to laugh at my stupid jokes. <laughs> it's just me talking at my monitor now. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it is that, uh, yeah. And especially because of the way that we cover the disasters, I think there's a lot of, I, I, when people ask, I say we bring levity to it because we're not laughing at people that suffered and we're not laughing at people suffering, but there's so much that you can, there's nothing you can do but laugh because yeah. of like either the scale or how some people reacted to the disasters or, yes. and it's just, I think part of it, part of the benefit of doing that in person with another person is you seem like less of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if, yeah. um, but again, it, it's kind of reinforces the tone of the podcast, which I've tried to infuse in well, like the art and the tone of any kind of like social media posts where it's, it's about disasters, but it's lighthearted. Like there are other podcasts that'll take a serious tone and go into like the details and they're sure. very much more factual. For us, it started with that Reader's Digest Great Disasters book. And I think that most of what now it's pretty much like we've we set that aside every now and then I'll flip through it and be like, Oh, that's a cool one. But then I'll not reference the book and just do our own research. But I think the biggest influence it had was on the tone. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when I'm doing the research, I'll get to a point where I have to remind myself like, okay, the level that we're going for is not Dan Carlin's hardcore history. We're going for reader's digest. Like what is going to be interesting enough for someone to be able to be at a party and be like, Hey, did you know a bomber flew into the Empire State Building? And here's some other interesting facts about that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to go into like, <laughs> you know, we're not going into like the deep nuances of absolutely every aspect of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Sort yeah. of take it to a point where it's like, here's what I thought was cool. And if you want to know more, have fun. <laughs> yeah. There's the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same I think for you. The, the, pretty much like uh, the, the best moments for me during the show is when we sort of are just talking like we've kind of gone off script and we're just having sort of a funny conversation and you know and then it's like okay uh what were we talking about and then you sort of get back on track but i mean that's i think as a like i don't listen to a lot of podcast or i haven't listened to a lot of podcasts in the past but the ones I have enjoyed just felt like you were sitting in on people hanging out and just sort of wishing you were there. Yeah. yeah. That's the um, feeling yeah. I get when I listen back. I mean, it's obviously biased because I was one of the two people, <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, one of um, like, I, I'm not particularly interested in a lot of podcasts that are just people sitting around uh, that are, that are only people sitting around giving their opinions on things because right. like, I don't, I also have opinions and I have friends that I talk to, but I do like podcasts uh, where, you know, it's about a topic and then you'll go off on a tangent where it's like, Oh, these people lead interesting lives. 
kind of kind of funny. I'm not saying that about yeah. us necessarily, but like the ones that I listen to, like, yeah, that was, that was pretty funny. And then they go back to the topic that at hand. So I think that's, yeah. Funny. Yeah. Um, one thing that I like about your podcast was when I first found it, I was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. You know, I like disasters. They make great history. But then you guys, you started with the plague of Athens and bomber blitz and stuff like that. And then I really got interested when it was suddenly you guys were doing like uh, sunshine and I think it was the replacements on Saturday night live. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap. You know, there's a whole other type of disaster here. Like that you're talking about like movies, uh, music. So that, why did you kind of decide to branch out like that and include some other things that other, other uh, podcasts probably wouldn't talk about? Uh, so sunshine, again, <laughs> exactly. That's the best way to put it. That's the best way to put it. Uh, but honestly, like kind of what Lee said a little bit, even that's another thing that we're trying to, that I want to make sure we hold on to that. We're trying to make sure that we hold on to is even if it gets to a point where we're like massive, I never want to feel like there's a constraint on like, Oh, we can't talk about that because nobody's going to be interested. That yeah. doesn't, it's for us, right? We're going to have fun talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I'm hoping, I'm hoping, and I kind of suspect that maybe that's what's helped the snowball effect a little bit because, you know, we've had, we think about things like w- one of our most downloaded episodes is the Woodstock 99 episode. And that's, that came early on. And that's because we had the foresight to release it on the weekend. That was the 50th anniversary of Woodstock. <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> okay, that was, that was good timing. And that was fun. Uh, and yeah. we try to, I try to line things up like that when, when I'm scheduling episodes, all of that to say that, yeah, we want to make sure that we keep that self-indulgence intact because that's what led to episodes like, uh, sunshine and the replacements, uh, which like Lee came up with that idea and the Altamont free <clears throat> concert. And mm-hmm. I think Lee's did a lot of work in setting the tone for his musical sort of disasters. It's, you know yeah, I mean? I mean, it's, it's, it's like. I can't say I like every single one of my episodes was from a personal, like I had a vested interest in it, like say the Roanoke one. Like I, I knew yeah. about that topic, but I didn't know anything about it. So it's not like it's a passion of mine, but <clears throat> 90% of the time I'd say uh, it is like something that I sort of had prior knowledge. So even when I'm doing my notes, I'm not, I don't have to keep clicking back to what, like my sources, like, and then they did what? Like, it's sort of like, yeah. and, then, and then just sort of check yeah. and make sure I'm not full of shit. But yeah. uh, I think that probably helps if you're talking about something that you care about and, you know, yeah, kind of breathe some life into it. Yeah. And I think we're both interested in a lot of different things generally. Uh, like I've, <laughs> we've, we've really shoehorned something. We, I've really shoehorned some things <laughs> in that aren't maybe aren't disasters but like we did an yeah. episode on the oxford comma uh, <laughs> yeah which, i remember that one you know i think <laughs> in my defense it in my defense there's you know people that use the oxford comma and then everyone else that's wrong but which is kind of a disaster uh, just uh, in in but, terms of that um i i come from yeah. journalism and definitely there okay, is right. there is a battle over that so you're spot on yeah <laughs> No, I, uh. yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I just, I never like what it's, it's one, just hit the comma. What's the problem? You're not saving ink. You're not saving ink and you're making it so much more clear. Anyway, yeah. that's a whole other thing. Being a rebel. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I think like we, we incorporate kind of topics. Maybe one way I think about it is like, what's the kind of thing that would, that I would maybe talk about at band practice. 
you know? Um, <laughs> and then, and then and edit all that stuff out and then think about something else to talk about. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I agree. Yeah. Um, and it's just like setting that tone of, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's hard to talk about. Like I have, I have this weird intangible idea of what the tone that we go for is and we just happen to always hit it i guess mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes any sense and if no, it doesn't good. feel free to cut it all out but i just <laughs> I, I have like i think we both at this point have a feel of what fits mm-hmm. and i think like we would uh, i would never do an episode like i think I, I would draw the line that like i wouldn't call something that's clearly my opinion a disaster just for the sake of making an episode about it mm-hmm. you know like i wouldn't say yeah. You know, it's a disaster. No doubt, the band. No, no they're not. They're highly successful. And a lot of people like them, including myself. So that was a bad yeah, example. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. We wouldn't. I don't think I'd shoehorn something in just so that it could be a platform for our own opinions about things. But no. uh, yeah, we just we have we have this tone that we've sort of hit, and that we will come across something, and it'll either fit in my mind or it it won't, or in our mind. Yeah. Um. One thing you guys did early on was you did, I think it was the Ottawa Podcast Festival. Yep. You did the yes. Apollo One, I think. Uh, so was it a yep. bit different to kind of, or is it just more or less, and you're not talking to your computer screens, you're talking to an audience with each other? Yeah. There are more nerves, I think. Um, once, for me at least, once I got going on the conversation side of things, I think then it was a bit more just like being in the studio recording. But leading up to it, uh, <laughs> yeah, there's no editing. First yeah, of all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was so nervous. Yeah, and I haven't been nervous to perform in years. Right. Like I'll play music in front of ten thousand people, even though, well, theoretically, I would. <laughs> it's <laughs> not an option. Yeah. I play. I play in front of two people standing two feet in front of me. I don't care. But like yeah. that thing, I was just like. Oh, like I remember the thing, like the people right before us, they did their podcast and they yeah. were done and you turned to me and like, that was pretty good. And I was like, I didn't hear a word of it. I'm just <laughs> going over my thing in my head. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, may, maybe I had the slight advantage that I had done a lot of like conference presentations in yeah. my research life. So like, I had, you know, I'd, I'd presented my research in front of rooms, rooms filled with experts on exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. So I did my fair share of sweating through my shirts and not hearing <laughs> presentations. Nice. So coming into this, it's like, yeah, I've talked in front of people like, yeah, yeah. Haven't, but mm-hmm. it's, it's, I could see Lee, how it'd be different for you that like, you've never been on stage where the only thing that you're doing is talking, right? Yeah. Not a spoken word artist. <laughs> yeah. No, it's. <laughs> It was different, but uh, for yeah, it was fun. Um, looking back on the past year, do you guys have a favorite episode? <laughs> <laughs> I think we talked about this recently in our you, you uh, did. You era, did. <laughs> their episode. I can't remember what I said then. I, I keep thinking and like, I think my answer keeps changing, but I think it's the Black Death episodes. Yeah. Because I think that was the first, second time actually. We uh, Or, oh no. Okay. Can I have two favorites? You can have as many as you want. (laughs) So I think my favorite that I might give to someone else to listen to for the first time, if somebody asked me what I do, would be the Black Death episodes. And I really like those. My personal favorite, I think, are the 
uh, Donald Crowhurst Tin with Electron episodes. Mm-hmm. I learned about his story and it was like the first time somebody sent me a documentary about him and it's one of the first times that I think I've been riveted. Like I finally understand what that means. I've been interested in things before, but like I, I pressed play on that documentary and I couldn't move a muscle and I couldn't like stare hard enough at the screen because I found it so interesting. So then I read a book about it and then I did those episodes and now those are probably my favorite because it's such a, Oh, like it hurts my heart to think about him because there's so much that is <laughs> Donald Crowhurst is everyone at a certain point. Yeah. The only difference is he <laughs> didn't have any kind of internal voice telling him to like, Hey, Hey Donald, just stop. Yeah. yeah. He didn't have that. He has no uh, guardrail along the precipice that he was walking on. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, there's so, so many aspects of, you know, I'd read a, I'd read a passage in the book where they'd say, you know, one of Donald's greatest flaws was that he would mask his failures with a new manic pursuit. And I'm like, I've had, I have had oh. nothing but manic pursuits. Like, Apparently is, that's am, a I, flaw. am I doomed to circle around the Atlantic until I fall off my boat? <laughs> so anyway, that's why those, those two episodes are, are uh, probably my favorite. <clears throat> Lee? Uh, yeah, mine is, was uh, Woodstock 99. It was a lot of fun. Like, it was fun to talk about. It was fun to, like, relive those memories because I distinctly remember it happening and hearing about it on, like, the news and much music. Yeah, I, th- I, was, I was in college at the time, and I was just like, who are these people, and why are they doing this? And they're, like, my peers, more or less, like, like talking about it with my friends, like, what the fuck is wrong with people? And then so, and then finding out all this additional information from all the research Peter did was like fascinating. Like I didn't know it was took place on a tarmac or like the way they set up the toilets in this ingenious way where all this pee pee poo poo water would flow over everyone. <laughs> oh, nightmare! <laughs> um, but mostly just because it sort of opened the door for me uh, to complain about music, which is my <laughs> favorite thing to do. So, <laughs> so the Peter would mention passage. a band, I would go, yeah. ugh. Yeah. But it's not, not even I would mess, m- mention them, but I'd like be so like bright eyed and bushy tailed about them. <laughs> like, oh yeah, and then one of my favorite bands, Bush, played. <laughs> okay. Well, what about Rage Against the Machine? They're all right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we learned a lot about each other's musical taste we on that. Did. <laughs> what a jerk I am. <laughs> Um, has COVID kind of mixed it up a bit for you guys? Uh, we were talking about that a bit before we started recording, but you know, has it kind of changed it a bit of how you guys go about this now? Uh, at least a little. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, we were mentioning, we were talking about a little bit before Lee hopped on how there's a lot of ways that make it more convenient. Like I don't, there's no like, Hey, I'll pick you up on my way. There's no driving to the studio and like getting set up and stuff. I, I miss seeing Lee in person because you do on the other side of the coin miss or you, or you, you don't get a lot of the back and forth as much. I mean, I think I've, I've managed to recreate it as best as I can when I edit the episodes, but we were yeah. saying how as convenient as, as it is to do these over zoom, I'll, I'll say something and then I'll, I think it'll make Lee laugh and then he doesn't <laughs> laugh because of the delay. So I'm like, 
okay. And then I start talking and then he laughs mid sentence. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, <laughs> like this is going to be an editing nightmare. <laughs> yeah. So that actual conversation is just out the window. Yeah. And there's so many yeah. stretches where, you know, you'll start talking and then you hear the other person talking. You're like, oh, is it, uh, sorry, what, did you want to, did you were, you, were you saying something? And then just, <laughs> so that's not, that's not so fun. But on the, the other side of the coin, on the other, on the other flip side of the coin, I think we've sort of liked experimenting with uh, different approaches to the podcast. Like, I think that's why I think the very first one was when we brought uh, our buddy Norm, who's kind of become known as nuclear norm. Uh, He, I I called him nuclear norm once. And then I started like referring to him as norm. And I think some, a couple people got in touch on Instagram and were like nuclear norm. (laughs) <laughs> so so it's nuclear norm sorry you know, we brought him on it. yeah we, we brought him on as like a guest to kind of mess you know shake up the formula because uh because we thought that would be interesting and then uh, actually the first time we got in touch with you was because we're like hey let's let's try like a remote thing and this guy has mm-hmm. a super awesome podcast and i bet there's some canadian specific disasters and then you brought us the Halifax explosion, which was friggin' amazing. Yes. <laughs> was so good. Yeah. It, so in hindsight, I should have led up to that one. It was like, cause afterwards I'm like, well, I did Halifax. What the hell is going to compare to that? Like that's, that? that's a huge explosion. You can, you can always do follow-ups. Like I, uh, there's, there's a couple of tragedy. There's a couple of tragedy Tuesday episodes, for example, and even some of the micro disasters where there's, I think there's more to say. But we, it's whatever. It's it's our own podcast. We can always oh, come yeah. back. We can do Halifax yeah. Explosion revisited or something. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I think the COVID nineteen. It's been super annoying. I much prefer seeing Lee in person. But on the other side of, it's kind of another interesting way of recording. So it's a fun mm-hmm. experiment. Then yeah. I'm ready to be over. But it's still fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Over it. What What about? Yeah. For you, same Pete? goes for me. It's, yeah. Oh, uh, I think Peter said it all. I mean, it's. Um, it's easier to set up a show because all we have to do is sort of agree on a time and then, you know, set up the zoom meeting. Yeah. And, uh, again, for me, it's been, uh, a load off cause I, <laughs> I can make notes on my computer now. So that, you know, which I should have been doing all along, but <laughs> you know, that's my bad. No, I can but, make that uh, work for you. Just send me the notes <laughs> and I'll print them out for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Printer. Um, um, so yeah, but the, the, again, like just being in a room together is, is, is 10 times better than trying to do it over, over zoom or Skype or whatever it is. It's just, it's not the same and it's, it's, mm-hmm. I think we're getting better at it, but yeah, the first few attempts were pretty awkward and I was just like, Oh, didn't like that. But <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at timing my yaz. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll say my, yeah, about four seconds before I think you're about to end your thought <laughs> so that it'll like land right after your thought. Yeah. <laughs> then you get off the thing and you go have a real life conversation and your wife's like, so you want to go to the <laughs> store tomorrow and get it? Well, do you, yeah. Sorry. Oh, what? <laughs> um, so you guys, uh, you have, uh, you have your Patreon you set up, you've got Discord, you're yep. live streaming, your recording sessions. Uh, I guess, yeah, just talk about how people can find you, uh, what you guys got going on with the podcast, what's coming up, all that. Oh, I got this one locked and loaded. We just talked about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll try to make it more natural than my normal spiel. <laughs> um, 
like the, the number one place to go, and this was, I did this very purposely because I hate, not I hate, but I find it annoying when I find a podcast that I like and they've got like, a, it's pointing you in a million different directions. So if you want just like one place to learn everything, thisdisasterpod.com. And if you just go there, you'll find links to all our social media and where you can listen and the latest episodes and like blog posts. Um, on social, the social media side, it's at this disaster pod, just the same as the website. And then for Patreon, it's patreon.com slash this disaster pod. And that's actually, we're, we're working on, so we've got these micro disasters now where those are available to all patron. There's one tier right now, but I think in the future, there's going to be more tiers. So everyone has access to the micro disasters and they always will. They have access to live streams like today. You can just watch us record the main disasters. We started those because we're, you know, doing this by via webcam mm -hmm. during COVID. But I think like we're just going to keep doing it for the main disasters. So if you want to listen in and see what gets left on the cutting room floor, you can do that. <laughs> um, we're also, so we're still, I've even got ideas that I came up with recently that Lee doesn't even know about yet, but um, there's going to be another tier coming up soon in Patreon. And so we've done like the micro disaster. And I think we're also going to go to the other end of the scale and do like, mega disasters that go beyond <laughs> two episodes so i think oh, we're gonna man. go we're gonna do like I, I've, I said purposely where that we're not like a dan carlin style <laughs> you know deep history podcast but i think we're gonna do our best dan carlin impression <laughs> so i think uh not same kind of tone but we're gonna go a lot deeper on mm -hmm. like pick a disaster and do multi-episode arcs on that <clears throat> i think that'll be available at a higher patreon or a higher patreon tier Mm -hmm. um, just because it gets to a point where uh, like that, that kind of commitment ends up taking a big chunk of time and it, mm -hmm. that, that, that gets dangerously close to work. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's yeah. stuff that we love. We love doing it, but at a certain point, like if we want to do something like that, then I think we have to maybe farm out some of the other day-to-day -day stuff like editing or whatever. Mm -hmm. so that that's the kind of thing that patreon can really help out with so um so that's where we're headed with those and also you mentioned the discord like and any patron well all, not just patrons but anybody can log into our discord and talk to us so that's that's <clears throat> and you can find that link on this disasterpod.com i hope you enjoyed that episode of canadian history x and if you did please give a rating and review you can support the podcast at patreon just go to patreon.com slash canada ehx you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com and you can find hundreds of articles on Canada's history. Just go to canadaehx.com. Thanks and we'll see you again next time.